Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Fetch Slapped. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And our book comes out today. Woo! It came out today. Everyone can go get it. It's called When's Happier, if you haven't already heard us repeat it one billion times, but we're going to say it one more time. When's Happier, work hard so you can hardly work. It is out to fucking day. And if you want to hardly work, get this book. Get this book. book. It's out everywhere. You can buy it at Amazon. You can buy it at Barnes & Noble. You can walk into a Barnes & Noble and go and get it. You can buy it at Target. We wrote a specific forward for Target. So to any Target readers, there's a specific section in there that you can read that we wrote a personalized message to all Target um, customers. So we're really excited. And in honor of that, we are going to just answer email emails today for women who want advice about their careers right but first let's tell everyone where we're going to be this week so they can stalk us okay you you okay. have to do it okay because wednesday, i don't remember on wednesday so tomorrow yes the 24th at 1 p.m we will be at the barnes noble at nyu oh yay so come for get, for get. all our new york batches yes it's for all the new york batches where else are we going okay that night Wednesday the 24th, we're having a book signing at Kendra Scott at 7 p.m. At the Soho location. The Soho location. There's an RSVP link and it will be on Instagram. So you can RSVP through that. But like if you don't RSVP, like you can just come. It's fine. Is that true? I'm pretty sure. Okay. No, I didn't. (laughs) No, I really didn't. No one's going to like kick them out. I don't think. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's a book signing. Thursday, Thursday, the... 25th this coming thursday we're going to be in washington dc at sixth and i doing a panel and a book signing you need tickets for that you need tickets for that but a book comes with a ticket yes a book comes with a ticket you get a book you get it signed it's at 7 p.m and we're going to be doing an awesome panel hosted by sarah fraser whose podcast i just did a few minutes ago amazing hey phrase podcast it was really it was really fun um we're also going to be on cheddar if anybody wants to watch us on oh i was just doing on wednesday oh right but okay so wednesday will be on cheddar we're also going to be on good day new york on fun t- t- today this already happened today it already <laughs> so. happened and then tonight um we have we're if you went to cornell you can get tickets to a panel we're doing for cornell tech yes but only if you went to cornell okay yes. and then friday if you're in the washington dc area we're going to be on good morning washington on tv um and then that's this week's that's this week's Okay, and then next week, oh, so the following week, Thursday, November 1st, we're going to be at Bulletin for a panel and a signing. Bulletin's the best fucking store. Yeah. They're the best. So I think they're in their new flagship location in Union Square. So we'll be doing that. Um, and everyone can come. It's, it's a, bu- it's a pa- panel, and we're signing books, and there's drinks and amazing shit. Yes. Then the following week, Wednesday, November 7th, we're going to be at the Yale Bookstore in New Haven, Connecticut at 6 p.m. So if you're smart as fuck and also want <laughs> amazing career advice, you should come join us there. Um, and then lastly... Not no, lastly. Or lastly of this batch of information we have for you. Yeah. Tuesday, November 13th, we're going to be at the Boston University Bookstore in Boston <laughs> <laughs> at 7 p.m. So that's Tuesday, November 13th. And all this will be available on our Instagram. I'm pretty sure we're going to put it on our website and all I mean, around this is confusing fun to stuff. You. It's confusing to us because I my schedule is like my my brain hurts. It's, okay, if this is confusing to you, you can just like DM me and I'll just tell you. <laughs> I've been like fielding a lot of personal questions and sending <laughs> links, so like you can DM me. Yeah, you and then if you DM me, I'll just send you to Sammy. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. So I yeah. It's like I'll answer the DM yeah. and then well, I'll be I'm like, oh, let, my, me, com- let like, me check my let me check my calendar and then I like go back. I allow it and I'm like, oh, this is where you gotta go. I'm away from my Instagram right now. If you need to. Uh, 
have any qu- answers, questions answered, please contact at Sammy Fish. Yeah, that's me. By the way, if you I'm guys want to follow us, I'm at Aileen and Sammy is at at Sammy Fish. You should, you should follow us. You should just follow us. Definitely <laughs> worth the follows. Okay. Um, so those are our IRL appearances and some TV ones if you're interested in you know, watching some, us, some shit. but we really just wanted to talk about the book. We wanted to answer some of your career advice in the spirit of the book. Um, and just kind of give you a preview of the kind of advice you're going to get really honest. No bullshit advice. No bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want to read the first one? Yes. Okay. Hello. Many exclamation points. First, some quick praises. You guys are awesome and have been the first podcast I can listen to week after week. Thanks for being such great role models in the shit storm of world we're living in. Never change. That's really nice. Onward. I graduated from college with an engineering degree and worked in the manufacturing industry for four years. After a lot of soul searching, I decided to completely change my career path and pursue something more fulfilling and meaningful, hoping I could somehow incorporate my engineering background eventually. I moved to NYC with my boyfriend and started an amazing nonprofit where I've been working for a year. Before moving, I started pursuing a master's degree in international relationships part-time while still working full-time. Anyone who's thinking about doing this, I would think real hard about how much misery you can handle before you make this commitment because it was the absolute worst. After 1.5 years of taking two classes per quarter while working in a brand new sector in brand new city, I finally graduated. Before I landed the job at this nonprofit, I applied to an insane amount of positions where I felt like my background made sense and whose missions I was passionate about. You would think that having an engineering background would benefit anyone applying to these jobs, but nope. It was very hard to land a job in the area I've I've had little experience in, obviously, without just settling in for an entry-level position. So that's what I did. My position is essentially the assistant to our executive director, along with coordinating a bunch of projects for the organization across all of our teams. I get paid half as much as I did when I was an engineer, which I knew was going to I knew what I was getting into. But now my loans are starting to kick in. And you all know how expensive New York is. Like she goes, y'all, because I know she's not from New York. Here's my problem. I have five years of professional experiences and two degrees, but I am at the lowest man on the totem pole at my office. All of my peers are already at the manager level, and I know I am fully capable of taking that next step. There is a manager position opening up soon on my team, and I am really interested in it. I know that there will be more qualified people applying, so I'm nervous to even ask, but should I ask my boss if they would consider me for this position? Is it too early for this kind of promotion? I've been killing it in this role, and frankly, I'm starting to get very bored. I love this organization so much, and the people I work with are amazing, so I don't want to leave, but my gut is telling me that my skills can go so much further and make a greater impact elsewhere. Now that I have masters, a master's under my belt, so how do I even have this conversation with my boss? I am scared. Sincerely stuck in a rut, betch. Okay. I okay. think this is actually like the kind re- of problem I would love to answer. You know, I think that her email to me was like a great case for why she should get that job. Yeah. Like, I mean, the email wasn't to be like in my head that like felt like she, if she said this to me as her manager, as her manager, I would be like, all right. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to give you the position immediately, but maybe like, Next. It's possible. It's, it's possible. Okay, she's she seems like a very competent and hardworking and yeah. smart individual. So I had, I had an easy time reading the email. So I know I when I have a really hard time reading an email, it's because it's like the person can't express themselves. Up. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. So the first thing is, I think there's a few things. One is like, I feel like part of her like dilemma or just like the negative feeling she has is the fact that like she's so much more experienced than the role she's in, and like mm-hmm. her peers are where they would normally be and she's behind because she had to like start over. Yeah. And that's the first thing I would like to address. 
which is that in her TED talk, <laughs> in my TED talk. I love those memes. I know. We do. Um, yeah. It's that like, okay, it probably feels like really shitty that you feel behind quote unquote. But the fact is that so many people who we like look at as idols, one that comes to mind is Tina Fey didn't get successful until much later in life mm-hmm. or not much, but her Kristen wig, Mindy, Mindy. Kaling. Yeah. Yeah. People who we really look up to were doing shitty jobs when they were, they felt like they were too old to be doing them mm-hmm. and they were worried. I'll never make it. I'll never get this position, blah, blah, blah. So right. Just because it looks a certain way right now doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. And doesn't mean that the people who are on top of you are going to be uh, like, or ahead of you are going to always be like that. So like, that's like number one, like get your head in the game. Like I agree with that. that and I just want to add an addendum to your TED talk. <laughs> um, I just think that like never ever go into any conversation feeling like you're above anything. Like if you're if you're sitting here like you're above your job, yeah, sure, you might have more skills for she it. She doesn't seem no, like I that. No, I know, but, but yeah. even if you were to talk to your boss or anybody else who's listening who has a similar situation who isn't as like, you know, whatever, well-spoken or anything. Um, don't ever say like, oh, you know, I just, somebody said that to us. Remember somebody was like, ah, this is just like kind of like below me what I'm doing. And while sure I might agree with you, but never say that out loud. Like, I don't think you can ever say that out loud. I think that you have to like, just keep going and grinding and let that, the boss come to that conclusion on their own. A better way to say this is below me is to say, I think I have, skills for a higher level position than what I'm currently doing or I'm not be or my skills aren't being utilized to their yeah. full potential right my I have so much more to give that I want to give to this company but I feel like in the role that I have which I totally appreciate and I'm so happy to have I think that I can give more right and that's what I want to do right and you can say like I wish my I wish my experience doing x y and z specific things were more utilized mm. in my in my day-to-day yeah like give examples come with receipts like there's ways there's ways to say that without saying this is beneath me so i mean i don't think this girl is really saying that but just like as a tip for anybody who's listening who feels like i'm sure there's so many people who feel like they're not like being utilized to their maximum potential right you know absolutely okay the second part of my ted talk after he leans intermission (laughs) is how do you have this conversation with your boss i think if you express this in the in if you express this to your boss i think they will they will hear you. I don't yeah. think this is like an irrational thing to say. It mm-hmm. makes sense. You can just say it. And, and I would just say like, be careful about making it seem like you think that what you're doing is like beneath you. That's really the only mm-hmm. problem you could run into. And, th- and here's the thing. Like you don't even have to say, be like, I would like to be considered for this role. However, I totally understand. And I do not want to overstep. I, uh, that, that's a huge promotion and the optics for the rest of the office. It might look strange, but I would like to be considered. And if, if I, and I completely understand if it doesn't happen right now, but I would like to, I would like you to know that I'm really invested in this company and I want to be on that path for the future. Even if you just have that conversation, the boss will be like, all right, I really like this girl's gumption. <laughs> yeah. She'll use the word gumption. Yeah, I know. Well, I like this girl, you know, the, her, gumption. her gumption. Yeah. Okay. Here's the third part. Okay. If you don't feel like you are like advancing or being appreciated after you have these conversations and you keep working, you can go look for another job. Now that you have a master's, mm-hmm. that's a really, really good qual- like things to have on your well, resume. Yeah. 
and you now do have work experience, yeah. even if it's entry level, and you can say to your interviewer and explain sort of your career path, they're going to say, tell me about yourself. And then you tell them basically what's in this email. Yeah. And without saying like, it's beneath me, you say like, I'm looking for something where my skills and my education and my experience and my competence, don't say that, but like imply it, mm-hmm. can be more utilized. Right. And definitely think about or write down about all the experience you feel like you've learned from the job that you have now and especially like watching other people in the roles that you want in the role that you want and and like sort of internalize it and maybe that's something that you could say back to the boss the boss or the next interviewee and be like I really I appreciated this person doing this and I think that I could be really good at xyz and be very specific with examples because then they then you're showing and not really telling right I mean, here's the thing about like entry level positions. It gets, they get like a bad rap in terms of like, oh, it's a shitty entry level position. Actually, they're really useful to have that experience. I can't do anything. I literally can't do jack shit. Like, because I've never like had to actually like have that kind of position. Mm -hmm. I'm basically incompetent in everything that isn't like, (laughs) no, I swear. Like I could not do Taylor, like our our, community manager. I could not do her job. Right. Like I literally could not do her job. And we praise B for her. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like I could not do it because I don't like have that sort of like, I never like learned that skill. Yeah. I would like to take an Excel class. Me too. It would be so useful to just like know how to like look at numbers in Excel, <sighs> look at some stats of our own website without having to be like, can you pull these numbers for me? <laughs> well, and that, then I'll look at them and I'll judge them. And like, yeah. that's it. But anyway, we, yeah. Just a little insight. Nobody <laughs> looks down on you for having an entry level job. And the fact that like, if you give a shit about your job openly, people won't ever have any shit to talk about you. Yeah. Not at all. Like stay humble. <laughs> sit down bitch yeah. be humble okay we actually quoted that in the book oh we did there's a lot of really funny song quotes okay should i read this one or yes yeah. okay dear betches i've been following the site since 2012 oh not 2011 and love your <laughs> podcast thank you for all the great content i've got a coworker who is really pissing me off and would love to get your advice on how to keep myself from going crazy i work as an account manager at a small startup in san francisco where my department consists of just me my coworker, and our manager my coworker started about four months before me and at first was very helpful in getting me up to speed on the company's product and we became friends. Over the last few months, he has opened up to me about his anxiety and depression and how much he hates his job. We've grabbed beers a few times after work where I've listened to how he's been feeling and offered advice to see a therapist and to quit his job if he truly thinks that is what is affecting his mental health. Personally, I think the job is fine and he just has some issues to deal with, but I know everyone is different. I've dealt with anxiety and depression and still take antidepressants, so he seemed to appreciate talking to someone who has been through some of what he's feeling. That was all about three months ago. Instead of quitting the job or seeing a therapist or talking to anyone else at our company about what he's going through, he's just started working from home until after 10 or 11 and taking up to two hours off for lunch. He does not clear any of this with our manager, as I have heard her complain to some of the other managers about his frequent absence. None of us work from home unless we have a specific reason that we need to that day. We're currently hiring more people, but since our team is so small right now, I think they will not fire him because we don't have enough people to take over his work. My question is, how do I still work with this guy without resenting how much time he's taking off? Rationally, I want to be able to empathize with him having a hard time and just focus on knowing that I'm doing a good job and that my hard work will pay off with the company in the future. The petty side of me, side of me sees him stroll in at 10 a.m. when I've been in the office for two hours already and it makes my blood boil thinking that we make the same salary when he works so much less and no one calls him out on it. He might be making more than you, but 
Sorry, that's just me. Um, I don't want to waste energy on this anymore, but I can't help but be distracted when he comes in at 10 on a Friday and leaves at 3.30 because I'm partly jealous AF. Should I talk to him about it? I don't want to go behind his back and bring it up with my manager when she seems to be at least partially aware anyway. Do I just keep my head down and keep trying to get over it? Thank you for any insight slash advice. Sincerely, a fed up betch. P.S. At first, I was swamped with work that my coworker and I were meant to share, which was a struggle when he was never in the office and my manager was out of town working on our other office locations. Now that our manager is back and some of our responsibilities have changed, I'm not dealing with a bigger workload with him being gone. I'm just annoyed as shit by it. Um, I agree about not going behind somebody's back before actually speaking to them about it. I think that I don't know what she would say to him though because she's because she said my uh, before this PS I would be like I'm taking on all your work and like it's too much for me and like I need you to get your fucking shit together or I have to go up to the manager right I think this is one of those situations that like it just like sometimes at work you have situations that suck and there's really not much that you can do this is one of them yeah because what like what are you gonna do like clearly I like I agree with with you this girl I like that she's self-aware to know that she's partly jealous like that it's not really affecting her right. job she's just jealous she's and annoyed she's annoyed right right this is one of those things where it's like there's so many things at work that are going to be bothersome to you and like just ruin your experience but it's it's you have to know what the ones that you can do something about are versus the ones mm-hmm. that like there's literally nothing you can do and it's just a shitty situation i would double down on your own stuff work really hard i think um soon enough the manager won't just be partially invested in what i think they'll know and they'll and they'll they'll figure it out they're smart enough they'll they'll know to just replace him here's the thing if the manager's saying anything like even small comments that means that in their head they have way bigger comments they're just not saying them to you and eventually they might ask you and in that scenario they'll be you'll be like yeah well um i'm just you know minding my own business i want to work really hard i know he's probably going through some stuff but you know he right i wouldn't tattle the other thing is that this person it's i agree probably is dealing with some anxiety and depression which does harm people's like ability to work um and it's not like here's the thing yet it's it's amazing that he gets like be home but like he's depressed you don't want to live in the head of an anxious and depressed person you said you even know so it's like imagine like if if it were if the choice were yours and it could be like okay i have severe depression anxiety but i get to like work from home in the morning like unallowed like and kind of be like in this weird schedule yeah that is like not truly sanctioned by the company sure it's giving him more anxiety yeah i'm sure it is would you rather be like that or would you rather be you who like has your shit together for like at least for the most part yeah and have a future and you have a future and look now you don't have to compete with this guy i'd rather the other promotion yeah (laughs) yeah like you're the one who's gonna look good when you do a good job at your job yeah and i'm so like i this it It sucks sucks. for this guy it's sad but like again you are just his coworker, kind of his friend like it's not the kind of like situation where you're like oh i need to like take control of this mental health problem Mm -hmm. like it's not up to you you already talked to him you offered your advice and that's really all you can do until it starts to affect your job where you have to you're getting all his workload and you're not getting paid more in that scenario i would consider maybe reconsider the question i'd reconfigure it and it'd be like okay time to talk to my manager not say not tell on him but just ask for more money and then right they'll figure it out from there okay games games okay 
shit. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Party with, BFF with, or Chuck. <laughs> um, business bitch edition. Anna Wintour, business batch edition. Anna Wintour, Beyonce, and Sofia Amoroso, girl boss. Um, I have an answer that is probably going to be unpopular to many people. I'm almost afraid to say it. I want to party with Sophia. Me too. No, and, I want to BFF Sophia. Oh, I forgot that's an option. BFF. Yeah, I agree. BFF. No, but I want to party and BFF. You can't. <laughs> that's not the game. What if want as mother? <laughs> For who? Beyonce? Uh, Beyonce. Um, I know. Okay, wait. I, I, really I know wanna, you're. I know who I you're guess I would have to. I guess I would have to want a party with Sophia so that I could BFF Anna. Do you want to be? I want to hear like everything. I want to just hear it all from who? From Anna. But don't you right. also want to hear everything from Beyonce? I don't think Beyonce is going <laughs> to tell you shit. Why not? If you're BFF, that means you're both BFF. Not to bring this up again, <laughs> but anti lawyer has yeah. some really crazy shit to say about the Carters. And I don't really want to be like, let's not get in involved. Let's yeah. get, not get involved. I don't want to get involved to be honest. Let's not put a target on our backs. Um, I think that I would be BFF with Bay. No, be, 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 yes, I would. Okay. I know we're doing everything in our power to try to not chuck Beyonce <laughs> when that's the thing we want to no, do. No, I like her. I'm, I'm, be, I I'm like being her. BFF with her and I'm so sorry, Anna, but you're being chucked and, um, no, I think I would party with Anna so I can come to the Met Gala. I'm partying with Sophs. I'm BFFing Sophs because I okay. think she's probably the most down to earth. Yeah, maybe you're right. I just I'm doing whatever you're doing. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give me the next one. Would you rather work in a beautiful office for 80 hours a week like ours or work in an <laughs> office that looks like a literal prison 20 hours a week? 80 hours a week. You would? Yeah. That's like all the time. I can't go to a prison. It's not literally a prison. It just <laughs> looks like a prison. No, that my mental state I can't eat, I can't. You think 80 hours? Yeah, whatever. I already do it. I can't, I'm not here 80 you hours. Work here 80 but hours. But my nice apartment is just as nice as this. It, yeah, but then why don't you stay here 80 hours? Well, because of my dog. I want to see Rusty. Right. There's a television. Oh, there's tele television here. There's, my pajamas aren't here. <laughs> there's I, no... Oh, there's a kitchen. Yeah, I could really do both. I'm happy. If my apartment were literally... Re the reason why I don't stay here that late, 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 is because I hate taking... I hate transportation. Like, I hate tr like subway yeah. at night. I hate that too. So, so if my office is walking distance, I mean, my apartment, I would stay here to like fucking forever. We'll I, <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with like dark, negative, I can't. It'll just make me depleted. But it's only 20 hours. I'm working 24 seven in my head anyway. Right. But like you're, who, who, you're not doing this job. You're doing some other job. Just some other job. Yeah. 20 hours a week is how many hours a day? Four. Four. <laughs> right i know no, but you're still going to the prison every single day i can't it's not a prison it just looks like a prison still it's not literally a prison my my environment really affects my mood it does for me too but so does being stuck in one place for 80 hours a week think about think about it's it's 16 hour work week 16 hour days Ugh, fine i'll just choose the prison and just be miz same but also i don't want to be in a pretty room for 16 hours a week a day yeah, that's that crazy. crazy as well. Okay. There are a lot of people who work that many hours in not a pretty room. Just saying. We have it good. We do. 
Okay, put it shoot, in your gratitude fuck, journal. Mary, Michael Scott, Kevin Malone, and Andy Bernard. Oh do, 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 do. So, um, so funny. Um, okay, I okay, am, I would fuck Andy Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> he um, was a Cordell, okay? Yeah, yeah. Ever heard I of would, it? That I would, I guess I would, I would shoot Kevin and I would marry Michael Scott. Yeah. I am Michael Scott. Yeah, I would marry Michael. I'm the world's best boss. I'm Jan. Um, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, you love Michael Scott too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd marry Michael. Also, like Steve Carell is so cute. And but he's Michael Scott. Doesn't matter. He's a sweetie. He's a really good heart. Yeah. And I could not stand all of the acapella. Like oh God, 24/7. Are you saying I have a really good heart. I was saying Michael Scott has a really good <laughs> I have Michael Scott. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, no, you have a beautiful heart. You have a beautiful heart. Okay, next one. Shoe party BFF with Angela. Angela Phyllis. Oh, <laughs> Angela, comma, Phyllis, comma, Jan Levinson Gould. Drop the gold. No more gold. Um, party time with Jan Levinson. I would be BFF with Phyllis. And because um, I feel like Jan would really just suck the living life out of you. But <laughs> but and Angela would just. I'm sorry. Yeah, I see that. Sorry. I'm with you on that. What if it were Pam? Oh, what if, instead of Angela? What if it was Pam Beasley? B BFF Pam. Yeah. No. B yeah. BFF Pam. She's kind of annoying now. Not in the late seasons. Whatever. <laughs> party with Phyllis. Or you, no, party with Jan. What, party are, with what Jan. does Phyllis like go to <laughs> no, refrigerator no, convention? I guess party with Jan. <laughs> I love her refrigerator. Party, and with, party Jan, with Jan. And then shoot Phyllis. Okay, so this was fun. That was really fun. Okay, everyone, if you haven't forgotten, you our book, book is out. <laughs> the book is out. When's happy hour? Work hard so you can hardly work. And um, we would really love it if you could just go and get it. Take photos of your favorite sections. Like, you don't have to read Just skim, do whatever. Read it. Take photos of your sections. You don't even have to read it. You just take photos of it. And, um, yeah, that's how everybody reads these days. And then put it on your story and tag at Betches. We're going to repost you. We've been doing it for everybody's pre-orders. We're going to keep that going because we really, we can't wait to hear what all of you think. We worked really fucking hard on this book. And if you tag us, we will personally repost you. Oh, yeah. So that's at Aileen. At, <laughs> at Sammy Fish. Um, and okay, like that's... Fish. We love you all. And don't forget to email slappedatbetches.com. Tell all of your friends about this podcast. Word of mouth is huge for podcasts. And um, tell them to listen if they actually... If you like it. That's really it. If you don't, like, whatever. Bye. And also, <laughs> Sammy and I co-host a podcast called Diet Starts Tomorrow. We just had... Um, Girl with No Job Claudia on it, so everybody should listen to that. And it's a really funny episode. Really, you listen it's to it. really funny. It's yeah. really, really funny. Um, so please listen and all right. Bye. bye. Betches.